Section eleven of the Romance of a Mummy and Egypt. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. The Romance of a Mummy and Egypt by Theophile Gautier, translated by F. C. de Sumacrost. Section eleven. Chapter seven. When day dawned, Nofre who slept on a cot at her mistress's feet was surprised at not hearing tahoser call her as usual by clapping her hands she rose on her elbow and saw that the bed was empty yet the first beams of the sun striking the frieze of the portico were only now beginning to cast on the wall the shadow of the capitals and of the upper part of the shafts of the pillars usually tahoser was not an early riser and she rarely rose without the assistance of her women neither did she ever go out until after her hair had been dressed and perfumed water had been poured over her lovely body while she knelt her hands crossed upon her bosom nofre feeling uneasy put on a transparent gown slipped her feet into sandals of palm fibre and set out in search of her mistress she looked for her first under the portico of the two courts thinking that unable to sleep tahoser had perhaps gone to enjoy the coolness of dawn in the inner cloisters but she was not there let me visit the garden said nofre to herself perhaps she took a fancy to see the night dew sparkle on the leaves of the plants and to watch for once the awakening of the flowers although she traversed the garden in every direction she found it absolutely untenanted nofre looked along every walk under every arbour under every arch into every grove but unsuccessfully she entered the kiosk at the end of the arbour but she did not find tahoser she hastened to the pond in which her mistress might have taken a fancy to bathe as she sometimes did with her companions upon the granite steps which led from the edge of the basin to the bottom of fine sand the broad nympho leaves floated on the surface and did not appear to have been disturbed the ducks plunging their blue necks into the calm water alone rippled it and they saluted nofre with joyous cries the faithful maid began to feel seriously alarmed she roused the whole household the slaves and the maids emerged from their cells and informed by nofre of the strange disappearance of tahoser proceeded to make most minute search they ascended the terraces rummaged every room every corner every place where she might possibly be nofre in her agitation even opened the boxes containing the dresses and the caskets holding the jewels as if they could possibly have held her mistress unquestionably tahoser was not within the dwelling an old and consummately prudent servant bethought himself of examining the sand of the walks in search of the footprints of his young mistress the heavy bolts of the gate leading into the city were in place and this proved that tahoser had not gone out that way it is true that nofre had carelessly traversed every path marking them with her sandals but by bending close to the ground old sohern speedily noticed among sofre's footprints a slight imprint made by a narrow dainty sole belonging to a much smaller foot than the maid's he followed this track which led him passing under the arbour from the pylon in the court to the water-gate the bolts as he pointed out to nofre had been drawn and the two leaves of the door were held merely by their weight therefore petamounoph's daughter had gone out that way farther on the track was lost 
the brick quay had preserved no trace the boatman who had carried tahoser across had not returned to his station the others were asleep and when questioned replied that they had seen nothing one however did report that a woman poorly dressed and belonging apparently to the lowest class had been ferried over early to the other side of the river to the memnonia quarter no doubt to carry out some funeral rite this description which in no way tallied with the elegant tahoser completely upset the suppositions of nofre and sohem they returned to the house sad and disappointed the men and women servants sat down on the ground in desolate attitudes letting one of their hands hang down its palm turned up and placing the other on their head all of them calling together in plaintive chorus woe 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 our mistress is gone by ohms the dog of the lower regions i shall find her said old sohem even if i have to walk living to the very confines of the western region to which travel the dead she was a kind mistress she gave us food in abundance did not exact excessive labor and caused us to be beaten only when we deserved it and in moderation her foot was not heavy on our bowed necks and in her home a slave might believe himself free woe 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 repeated the men and women as they cast dust upon their heads alas dear mistress who knows where you are now said her faithful maid whose tears were flowing perchance some enchanter compelled you to leave your palace through a spell in order to work his odious will on you he will lacerate your fair body will draw your heart out through a cut like that made by the dissectors will throw your remains to the ferocious crocodiles and on the day of reunion your mutilated soul will find shapeless remains only you will not go to join at the end of the passages of which the undertaker keeps the plan the painted and gilded mummy of your father the high priest petamunoth in the funeral chamber which has been cut out for you calm yourself nofre said old sohem let us not despair too soon it may be that tahoser will soon return she has no doubt yielded to some fancy which we cannot guess and presently we shall see her come back gay and smiling holding aquatic flowers in her hands wiping her eyes with the corner of her dress the maid nodded assent sohem crouched down bending his knees like those of the dog-faced figures which are roughly carved out of a square block of basalt and pressing his temples between his dry hands seemed to reflect deeply his face of a reddish-brown his sunken eyes his prominent jaws the deeply wrinkled cheeks his straight hair framing in his face like bristles made him altogether like the monkey-faced gods he was certainly not a god but he looked very much like a monkey the result of his meditations anxiously awaited by nofre was thus expressed the daughter of petamunoph is in love who told you cried nofre who thought that she was the only one who could read her mistress's heart no one but tahoser is very beautiful she has already beheld sixteen times the rise and fall of the nile sixteen is the number symbolic of voluptuousness and for some time past she has been calling at unaccustomed hours her players on the harp the lute and the flute like one who seeks to calm the agitation of her heart by music you speak sensibly and wisdom dwells in your old bald head but how have you learned to know women you who merely dig the earth in the garden 
and bear jars of water on your shoulders the slave opened his lips with a silent smile and exhibited two rows of teeth fit to crush date-stones the grin meant i have not always been old and a captive enlightened by sohem's suggestion nofre immediately thought of the handsome amosis the oiris of the pharaoh who so often passed below the terrace and who had looked so splendid on his war-chariot in the triumphal procession as she was in love with him herself though she was not fully aware of it she assumed that her mistress shared her feelings she put on a somewhat heavier dress and repaired to the officer's dwelling it was there she fancied that tahoser would certainly be found the young officer was seated on a low seat at the end of the room on the walls hung trophies of different weapons the leather tunic covered with bronze plates on which was engraved the cartouche of the pharaoh the brazen poniard with the jade handle open-worked to allow the fingers to pass through the flat-edged battle-axe the falchion with curved blade the helmet with its double plume of ostrich feathers the triangular bow and the red-feathered arrows his distinctive necklaces were placed upon pedestals and open coffers showed booty taken from the enemy when he saw nofre whom he knew well standing on the threshold he felt quick pleasure his brown cheeks flushed his muscles quivered his heart beat high he thought nofre brought him a message from tahoser although the priest's daughter had never taken notice of his glances but the man to whom the gods have imparted the gift of beauty easily fancies that all women fall in love with him he rose and took a few steps toward nofre whose anxious glance examined the corners of the room to make sure whether tahoser was there or not what brings you here nofre said ahmosis seeing that the young maid full of her search did not break silence your mistress is well i hope for i think i saw her yesterday at the pharaoh's entry you should know whether my mistress is well better than any one else replied nofre for she has fled from her home without informing any one of her intentions i could swear by hathor that you know the refuge which she chose she has disappeared what are you talking about cried ahmosis with a surprise that was unquestionably genuine i thought she loved you said nofre and sometimes the best-behaved maidens lose their heads so she is not here the god phra who sees everything knows where she is but not one of his beams which end in hands has fallen on her within these walls look for yourself and visit every room i believe you ahmosis and i must go for if tahoser had come you could not conceal it from her faithful nofre who would have asked nothing better than to serve your loves you are handsome she is very rich and a virgin the gods would have beheld your marriage with pleasure nofre returned to the house more anxious and more upset than before she feared that the servants might be suspected of having killed tahoser in order to seize on her riches and that the judges would seek to make them confess under torture what they did not actually know the pharaoh on his part was also thinking of tahoser after having made the libations and the offerings required by the ritual he had seated himself in the inner court of the harem and was sunk in thought paying no attention to the gambols of his women who nude and crowned with flowers were disporting themselves in the transparent waters of the piscina splashing each other and uttering shrill sonorous bursts of laughter in order to attract the attention of the master who had not made up his mind contrary to his habit which of them should be the favorite queen that week 
it was a charming picture which these beautiful women presented in a framework of shrubs and flowers in the centre of the court surrounded by columns painted in brilliant colours in the clear light of an azure sky across which flew from time to time an ibis with outstretched neck and trailing legs their shapely bodies shone in the water like submerged statues of jasper amense and twia weary of swimming had emerged from the water and kneeling on the edge of the basin were spreading out to dry in the sun their thick black hair the long locks of which made their white skins seem whiter still a few last drops of water ran down their shining shoulders and their arms polished like jade maids rubbed them with aromatic oil and essences while a young ethiopian girl held out the calyx of a large flower so that they might breathe its perfume it might have been thought that the artist who had carved the decorative bassi relievi of the rooms in the harem had taken these graceful groups as models but the pharaoh could not have looked with a colder glance at the designs cut in the stone perched on the back of his armchair the tame monkey was eating dates and cracking its jaws against the master's legs the tame cat rubbed itself arching its back the deformed dwarf pulled the monkey's tail and the cat's moustaches making the one scratch and the other chatter a performance which usually caused his majesty to smile but his majesty was not in a smiling mood on that day he put the cat aside made the monkey get off the armchair smote the dwarf on the head and walked toward the granite apartments each of those rooms was formed of blocks of prodigious size and closed by stone gates which no human power could have forced unless the secret of opening them were known within these halls were kept the riches of the pharaoh and the booty taken from conquered nations they held ingots of precious metals crowns of gold and silver neck-plates and bracelets of cloisonnet enamel earrings which shone like the disc of moi necklaces of seven rows of cornelian lapis lazuli red jasper pearls agates sardonyx and onyx exquisitely chased anklets belts with plates engraved with hieroglyphs rings with scarabae set in them quantities of fishes crocodiles and hearts stamped out of gold serpents in enamel twisted on themselves bronze vases flagons of wavy alabaster and of blue glass on which wound white spirals coffers of enameled ware boxes of sandalwood of strange and chimerical forms heaps of aromatic gums from all countries blocks of ebony precious stuff so fine that a whole piece could have been pulled through a ring white and black ostrich plumes and others colored in various ways monstrously huge elephants tusks cups of gold silver gilded glass statues marvellous both as regards the material and the workmanship in every room the pharaoh caused to be taken a litter load borne by two robust slaves of kush and shato and clapping his hands he called timoft the servant who had followed tahoser and said to him have all these things taken to tahoser the daughter of the high priest petamounoph from the pharaoh timoft placed himself at the head of the procession which crossed the nile on a royal barge and soon the slaves with their load reached tahoser's house for tahoser from the pharaoh said timoft knocking at the door at the sight of those treasures nofre nearly fainted half with fear half with amazement she dreaded lest the king should put her to death on learning that the priest's daughter was no longer there 
tahoser has gone said she tremulously and i swear by the four sacred geese amset cease sumats and kebsniff which fly to see the four quarters of the wind that i know not where she is the pharaoh beloved of frey favorite of amun ra has sent these gifts i cannot take them back keep them until tahoser is found you shall answer for them on your head have them put away in rooms and guarded by faithful servants replied the envoy of the king when timoft returned to the palace and prostrate his elbows close to his sides his brow in the dust said that tahoser had vanished the king became very wroth and he struck the slab of the flooring so fiercely with his sceptre that the slab was split End of chapter seven recording by dion gines salt lake city utah